keep on kissing babies and hugging fat girls. Out full of suffering, suck attach, son. It's me, Austin. Oh, son of a bitch. What? It's me, Austin. It was me all along, Austin. And your teeth look like two tight too, Billy. And you book a match with me. That's right, Killings. Look at me. I'm a total package. I will rip him apart. I'm pissed now. Where to, Stephanie? <laughs> Wrestle Roasts on ad-free shows and ATC. Welcome, everybody, to Wrestle Roast. I am your host, Dan St. Germain. I'm here with Mike Lawrence. I'm here with Robert Karpolis. Sergeant Slaughterhouse will be joining us shortly. Uh, Mr. Million will not be on this episode, but we got some wrestling to talk about. Uh, pretty good. And, and it's a very momentous day, Dan. It is. Uh, it is your... 30 birthday. Yeah, it's 30. Are we at the age where we now have to fucking start lying about our age? <laughs> no, um, it's now the age where you just genuinely forget how old you are. Yeah, man. Yeah. 38 is like, yeah, I mean, it's fine. It's like the most nothing birthday ever, you know? Yeah, it's the but same I, age as the gun you'll put in your mouth someday. Uh, <laughs> my <laughs> my, uh, my uh, wife, for a present, she got me a signed uh, Lawrence Taylor card. Um, and I was like, oh my God, that must have been so much money, you know? And uh, she got it at an auction for $10. <laughs> Man, that guy smoked crack. He really, he really smoked all the crack. That was one of our most fun episodes. We gotta, we gotta find another non wrestling person, but that. Well, I miss Tito, man. I wish I was watching Tito clips yesterday, and I was like, oh man, because what's his name is supposed to win, uh, BJ Penn could be the next governor of Hawaii. Like Dr. Oz could be the next senator of Pennsylvania oh, because we are living in a dystopian fucking nightmare. Dude, I watched uh I, I well, wait for Scott, I guess for a sec. I, I watched I watched UFC this weekend for the first time in like years, the, the whole pay-per-view. And um the only thing that was good was the Chandler fight was really fun to watch. That was amazing, but I the the uh the Rose Nama Junis uh Esperanza, that was that was oh, it was the, terrible. The it was uh, the, if you was saw the, the um if you saw the Derek Lewis Naganu fight, it was the same thing. Dude, same it was so thing. funny because the announcer. I, this is something wrestling would never do, but the announcers just started openly shitting on it. And one of the guys was like, "Who would you give that round?" And uh, one of the announcers, I think they did Thomas was like. Well, the I, I'm pretty sure the arena lost that, <laughs> and then uh, and then Rogan just goes the stinker of all stinkers as it's happened. <laughs> yeah, I, I still don't think I don't think she should have lost the title. Like I, I do, I, I think like you got to beat the champ to win the title. I disagree. I my my reason being that you also have to put on entertaining fights as a champ, and and the truth is as far as a was the aggressor more and tried for takedowns and i feel like yeah. if you're a champ and you're like phoning it in they should take it from you well she but enough get, about adam the next, page the next the, the next fight she has that that lady's getting fucking killed yeah, yeah like basically rose nama has fought the way that adam page did color commentary which is barely at all 
Well, I I thought Adam Page was fine. I, oh I was my god! Yeah. What? What? Well, we're gonna be. What? We're gonna be. We're gonna be. This is gonna be the nicest any of us have been about Dynamite. Well, I just all and I like the one the minor thing. criticism you got to be like, hey, oh, oh, oh. I didn't. Oh, I, my look, my name, well, you know, I'm just the wrong guy went over in both tournament matches. But anyway, we'll, we'll all right. Well, we'll get to it. We have other stuff to talk about first, like our Wrestle Rose Summer Patreon schedule. Scott just joined us, but we have May 23rd. We have our summer blockbuster special. Are we going to talk Jurassic World? No. Are we going to talk Doctor Strange? Nope. We are going to talk COVID-19 Invasion starring Big Sexy Kevin Nash. Uh, May 30th, we got the Rose to Enzo. June 6th, uh, we're going to be uh, reviewing Hell in a Cell 2022. One or two of us will, I'm guessing. Uh, June 13th. Bet you can't guess which two. <laughs> also, does Kevin Nash play COVID-19? Because a lot less people would get it because it would just take him so long to get from one person to another. <laughs> Like doesn't doesn't COVID nineteen jump from person to person? <laughs> uh, June thirteenth, we are off. June twentieth, we're gonna do a wa- our first watch along episode of the SmackDown. Mister Carpolis wrote. June twenty seventh, uh, we're gonna be reviewing the Forbidden Door pay per view. Um, July fourth, the roast of Sunny, which could not come fast enough, folks. She is a nightmare person. And somehow I'll be more pleasant during that than the Forbidden Door pay-per-view. I mean, she may be our female Alberto Del Rio by that time. Um, (laughs) July 11th, Roth. July 18th, Bash at the Beach, 1996. July 25th, Wrestling Video Game Special. We're going to talk No Mercy. We're going to go through WrestleMania, the arcade game. We're going to rank them. It's going to be fun. WrestleMania 2000. New Japan. Not New Japan. What was it? Did you ever play that New Japan like THQ style game, it was it was awesome, and uh, probably the most uh, anticipated roast that we've had, at least at least at least according to me, uh, the roast of Marty Jannetty on August first. Speaking of roasts, we're going to be roasting Rey Mysterio next week, and uh, this past week, me and Robert talked backlash on the Patreon. I did a retro SmackDown. Robert did a. The fact that you're yawning while talking about it really well, is a ringing endorsement I for what this is. I black out when I realize how much wrestling I watch. I didn't watch Raw this week, so that was cool. I watched just Backlash and Dynamite. But anyway. Which, by the way, Raw, really good episode of Raw. So you you, you missed a uh, you missed a really strong show. I uh, heard Cody one- had a DQ match. Woo! Well, I mean, dude, man, there's one thing that was not good on Raw, which I, I will talk. Actually, I won't talk about it. It's not my low spot this week. I have two low spots. One's hilarious, and the other one's just fucking sunny. Why uh, don't Why don't wrestlers ever get really upset that they've wrestled for ten minutes and then the DQ happens? Like they they have they the same to. reaction whether to. it happens two minutes in or twenty minutes in. It's very weird to me. I thought that I think they used to. Um, yeah, they don't anymore. It, they they don't anymore. No, you're right. But uh, let's talk. Let's talk about 2022 wrestling. Uh, it's time for our premium current events with Robert Karpolis. Robert, what is on the docket today? Uh, well, I think one of the biggest news stories that's kind of been going around the, the, the last several days is the fact that Roman Reigns, the big dog, Dan's, uh, the love of Dan's life, uh, has signed a new oh, WWE contract oh, as Dan's falling into a pit or something while we're talking about this. Uh, Roman Reigns signed a new uh, a new contract in which he's essentially going to be a part-time performer. And I know we talked before about Cody 
being a full-time, full-time guy and if that somehow hurts him. And, and I guess, you know, the, the question to the group is whether or not Roman Reigns now as a Brock Lesnar-style part-time performer uh, hurts the Roman Reigns presentation going forward or if it's going to make it more special when he, uh, when he actually appears. Um, I mean, you know, the saddest thing to me about this is Robert is that, you know, we've had this cycle for a while, right? Like, you know, the rock was big and then John Cena was like, well, you're always gone, but I'm always here. Then Roman Reigns was like, but John Cena, you're always gone. I'm always here. There's not a current star that can do that. That matters at all. They finally um, need to change the feud to you're gone. I also want to be gone. That's not fair. Because <laughs> that's right. clearly what everybody wants. I, mean, I know. I, yeah. I mean, look, guys, guys, this is this is a shocking turn of events. But I actually have Roman Reigns here. Can I, do you guys? Let me let me uh, patch him in. You don't Roman even Reigns. own a big dog. Da-da, da-da. My wife gave me this. Terrifying Roman Reigns mask for my birthday. Uh, you guys can't see it, but I Two think it's things here for... I want to point out for you guys. Number one, this is an audio podcast, and Dan is wearing a mask. Uh, and number two, the fact that his wife got him a Roman Reigns mask says everything you need to know about that marriage. Also, also, here's the funniest thing about the mask. It's a it's a full mask, but he there's no teeth, which are the best parts of roman reigns this was this was pre-teeth this was pre-teeth oh wow you yeah. can't have teeth mike it needs a mouth hole open the thing is with, with with roman it's like he already has felt part-time for so long just in terms of, of wrestling and then now is he just not even going to be on SmackDowns? Like, I, I, it, the only thing to me is it feels weird to do this when you only have one belt. Like, it feels yeah. like the kind of thing you would do if there were two, and you have one guy that is always around and one that isn't. But I don't know. It's also weird because they they aired a commercial during Raw for Money in the Bank, and Cody's in the commercial and he's talking about. They're advertising Cody a lot on Hulu. Well, he's, you know, he's he's the guy that you want to put out there that that the audience act, he's a baby face the audience actually likes and cheers for appropriately, which and is not very just rare in wrestling. Have a 10 minute DQ match with Austin Theory, only someone special could. You really it's it takes a lot to to wrestle the lesser MJF, but during the commercial they talk about that the winner of Money in the Bank lesser the opportunity to main event WrestleMania, which is a shift in what they've done going forward it used to be you get the briefcase you can cash it in whatever which means when you have a winner in july you already know that guy is going to wind up facing the champ at mania which for all intents and purposes is roman reigns so you didn't need to advertise that roman reigns re-signed a contract that was part-time you could say he re-signed that's fine but as soon as you say he's working limited dates he now falls into that brock lesnar category of you're going to get him for a little bit he's going to lose he's going to be gone and then when he comes back, it's like, oh, yeah, Roman Reigns is, is back for this, this shift. I can't believe I'm doing the Robert here. I'm about to, about to like, defend the WWE policy on this. Um, you needed the WrestleMania to be that big, so you didn't want to advertise that it was going to be part-time afterwards. And number two, uh, Nick Khan has said that they're already, like, working out Hollywood deals with Roman. 
So if like Nick Khan is acting as Roman's unofficial agent, um, this could be very good for the company. Like, as we can see, you know, from the addition of Johnny Knoxville, uh, from the addition, and then also just bringing Cena in for a SummerSlam run, you know, it's become the company about it is a part timer company. That's just that's just what it is. So it's like, and I have no I, problem with it being a part timer company. What I have a problem with is the only person that they have announced ever that has a part-time deal is Brock. So Roman, they could have just said Roman re-signed and then he's just on. And sometimes he's not on. And yeah. and the fact that that right now, like Fox doesn't seem to understand how wrestling works and they're getting upset that they want exclusivity on the guys that are on their show, which doesn't make it. To, I get that you want a raw guy. You want a SmackDown guy. That makes sense to advertise, but the WWE is a lot like the NFL. Fox has the rights to the NFC games and CBS has the rights to the AFC games, but you still have guys from, you still have both uh, divisions playing one another. If anything, it enhances the value of the show that you have. And they get upset about some of this stuff in, in a way that shows that they don't fully understand how wrestling operates. Well, I, you know, the WWE is not like the NFL in the sense that when someone in WWE murders their wife, they're still employed by the company as opposed to the NFL when they wait a few years afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I just, I just find the whole thing like I get it from Roman's perspective. You know, I don't think any of us are going to bash someone for getting more money and working less. Fucking good on them. Um, I feel I didn't know that about the money in the bank. Like that feels weird to me in the sense of like. Wouldn't like if you if you win a, a a mania shot in July, wouldn't you just come back in March? And and also, yeah. also the other thing to me is that like, doesn't that take away the mystique of the rumble? Isn't that the prize of the rumble? I, they haven't clarified exactly what the how the stipulations work and what it is. It also yeah. kind of telegraphs that they're not going to stick with one title for a, a, a long while going forward. Um, I, I like it in the sense that you, I like a long build to a mania match, but yeah. going from July to April, it's a pretty long stretch where you're trying to keep this going. I think back to that Cena rock where they gave you a one year build and, uh, woof, that was not ideal. No, that was I, not ideal. I like, I like the principle of that. And, and they certainly don't have two guys at their level that they could do that with it. it I mean, the fact that it even worked where neither was hurt when Mania happened was kind of amazing. I just I just love that it was like once in a lifetime. And then the next year, they're like, you know, lifetimes are long, usually not for wrestlers, but for us, <laughs> we're going to do it again. And I was at the first their first match, and it, once it was enough for me for a lifetime of seeing Rock and uh, Cena in person. It was not... The best match ever. Oh, the other Robert, thing is, I was oh. at the second one, and I, I don't remember it. I don't remember who won. I don't remember a move in the match. I just remember The Rock hurt himself, right? Yeah, that was where they, they got scared. Now it's like, all right, maybe we don't let Rock wrestle. So I guess this is the insurance policy of if Rock is like, I'm not doing fucking WrestleMania, you can do Roman and Cody. But if they can do Roman and Rock, you can then do Cody and Lesnar. And those are two big enough matches to sell three quarters of a stadium. Hey, the, the the Rock also really makes me think of all this in terms of 
you know, Roman Reigns was in Hobbs and Shaw, as, as we all know. He even has an action figure <laughs> from Hobbs and Shaw, I think. But he was in it, and he has no lines. And that was totally Dwayne doing his cousin a favor and getting him some work, which is awesome. But it's That's also how he won the Royal Rumble and everything currently. Yeah, but it's like, but if The Rock see, saw him and was like, we shouldn't, and he was like an EP in that film, he could have given the guy lines. If he saw something in him that was like, oh shit, we shouldn't let this guy talk. Um, I it's also he- possible that this could be a Mr. Cousineau and Barry situation where Rock somehow murdered Roman's wife and this is a make good of we're going to give you in a movie, but for union reasons, you can't talk. I uh, nah, I don't know, man. I just don't think Roman's a good actor. And if he didn't rock, have the new teeth yet, man, he told him get new teeth. If, and if I the heard they put peanut butter on the teeth. Lines, and he, he I don't moves think his mouth like Mr. Ed. <laughs> I, I, don't think, I don't think he's gonna have a career in Hollywood, no matter how much peanut butter you give him. <laughs> oh, wait, Scott, what public restroom are you recording in right now? Oh, does it oh. sound funny? I put my AirPods on. It sounded better before. Yeah, I switched yeah. it. Okay, I'm gonna switch it. Okay, no problem. All right, well, let's get to Dynamite or Dud. It was, uh, in my opinion, a great a great show. Honey, I'm doing my wrestling podcast. Excuse me. I don't know why I sounded like a cartoon Martian there. But let's get to it. Uh, Dynamite or Dud, hour one. Adam Cole versus Dax Harwood in an Owen Hart tournament match. CM Punk versus John Silver. Uh, a promo hyping the main event with Jeff Hardy and Darby Allin. Danhausen versus Tony Nese with an appearance from Hook, and in a perfect, a I, I will say it again, perfect MJF contract sky, signing slash Dark Side of the Ring parody with Wardlow. Robert, what do you think of this first hour? Uh, the the Adam Cole Dax Harwood match was it was very, it was solid. It was a good, if you're going to open the tournament properly, that's the way to open the tournament with, with those two guys. Dax is a super over baby face. I think the one thing AEW is, is getting very good at is accidentally backing into guys becoming organic baby faces. Dax, Hook, Danhausen, the crowd gets behind these guys and they absolutely love them. Uh, it was, you know, you knew you were going to get a sharpshooter. You didn't know it was going to be one of the worst executed sharpshooters of all time, but, but they, they got it. Uh, thank God they didn't cut to Martha at that point. It was point. rough. Yeah, it was rough. It was a little, it was a little. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I like think, Martha gives a fuck what a sharpshooter looks like, guys. Oh, you, she does. <laughs> you don't understand. Thank God they didn't cut to Martha. She has so many opinions on wrestling. Dude, the look obviously. on her face was amazing. She <laughs> yes, was, she, had, she had a great look about that. It was that. the most shamed she's ever looked. Um, I like the Darby Hardy promo, the, the, Hey, you know, we're, we're both going to wind up in the hospital after this match and we're, we're not wrestlers, we're stuntmen and we're going to go out there and just, you know, kill each other. The, the punk silver match was fun because the crowd played along. It's, it's still glaringly weird that all the dark order came out except Colt Cabana. Like, I don't know what the structure of the, the, the dynamic is with punk and Colt. If it's just, you know, they have to remain like, you know, 300 yards away at all times, but it's, it's kind of distracting punk using the buckshot, Larry. It was fun. Uh, the, the post-match promo I thought was, was solid. They're, they're doing a, a decent job of, of trying to tell this story. Dan Housen, Tony niece, in spite of myself, I like Dan Housen. Uh, I thought I, as, as much as it like first was just 
annoying the fuck out of me of I don't he's get a, what he's this is. He's a great is. comedy character. Yes. I'm like, I didn't get what it was. They didn't tell what the story is. And then when you see it, it's like you can't help but not be at least somewhat entertained by him. Tony needs, uh, you know, crushing him quickly. And then the crowd's reaction to Hook, they treated that dude like he is a top-tier megastar. And, and that is great news for Tony Khan. I'm just a little worried that he's organically over in the way Orange Cassidy was. And then they kind of dropped the ball with Orange Cassidy for a while. I'm hoping they don't do that with Hook. Uh, and that contract signing was was an all-time segment. Uh, Max coming out as the babyface in Long Island, the greatest place in the world. Uh, the dark side video package that they put together with with Jericho, you know, doing the voiceover and then asking how much he was getting paid. The return of Barry Horowitz, who looks fantastic. They need to sign him, put him on TV. Uh, Mensch of the Sench is one of the best lines I, I've, I've ever heard somebody utter on TV. Talking about how he's going to wrestle Cody in 2024 was pretty fantastic. Uh, and then the the heat on Wardlow and them booing him was it was a ma- it was a masterclass. It was this weird, bizarro world of Max being the biggest babyface in the history of wrestling. Um, it was incredible. I loved it. It was sort of the the peak of what the storyline is going to be. And uh, the downside will be the a whipping segment and a cage match with Sean Spears. But we've look. Mike's pointed out a hundred times. We've seen this over and over again that it's beat a bunch of mid level guys to get to the boss MJF. But fuck if he doesn't always make it entertaining. Scott. Oh, I love this first hour. I genuinely did not see an issue with it. Um, I mean, I could go match and for match and segment for segment, but it was all great. Like Adam Cole, Harwood, it was awesome. The right guy went over. If anybody's mad, you were supposed to be. It was a, an, an excellently executed match. I loved it so much. It made me hyped for the tournament. Very cool that Martha was there in the audience. Uh, after that, was CM Punk versus Sean Silver. Yeah, that ruled hard. And I like the segment after. And I think the Cole Cabana thing is kind of part of the reason Hangman is so mean to Punk. Because he does know. And I hope they do play into that. I hope they have the balls to play into that. Because it is important eventually. You do need to acknowledge Cole Cabana at some point. I don't think they're going to, Scott. Because that the time to do that would have been the MJF uh, feud. When he was yeah, talking I mean, about, when he was no, calling out, the time out to do Punk, it is now. I mean, he yeah, the time is to do friends it now. with the Dark Order. Well, yeah, yeah, but now, but before when it was Punk, when it was MJF calling out Punk's hypocrisies, but no, and all but the, the bullshit problem he's is, done. is that, that is real heel heat. It's you mentioned that, and he's a heel, and hopefully, at double or nothing, Punk becomes that heel, and we, you know, we do get at least a mention that Cole Cabana exists when oh, he absolutely when needs Punk to be. Oh, I don't know if you guys saw. The, the post, the, the dark match segment that happened after oh, Dynamite went off yeah. the air. Uh, uh, Punk yeah. wants to be a heel so bad. It's he's like going to be an amazing heel. It's great watching him. You can tell he's just like, come on, just turn me, just turn me. But I, I love the first hour. I, I agree hopefully, with hopefully he has better uh, stuff to do than hockey references. Yeah, I just love that Hangman yeah. Hangman can see through Punk, whether it's because he's like a you know a, a, an actual intelligent babyface for once, or because he knows Cole and you know he's talked to him and they can carry that along. MJF can can outsmart Punk because he's evil like Punk is, but we don't know that yet. Uh, and then Eddie Kingston can because you know he's seen bullshit before. It's it's like very fun that three guys can see through Punk, and uh, they all have really awesome reasons to. I agree. 
Mike, what do you think of this first hour? Um, I liked a lot of it. Uh, I don't think the right person went over in the first match, but you know, you know my thoughts on on the on on the, the little little baby driver. Um, I didn't get baby driver. The, 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 here's the problem. It's not even what the movie's about. Here's the, <laughs> or the yeah, song. He's, <laughs> yeah, it's, he, um, he is wrestling on deaf ears, but um. There we go. He did it. God that damn it. I mean, that was a fucking Hail Mary. Hell yeah, brother. Good job. We're on reference island and he brought it something. back to the mainland. Off okay, the in order to put a sharp can I fucking say my sentence? In order to put a sharpshooter on someone, you have to apply pressure. There is no pressure when a fucking ten pound bag of rice. It's just laying on your leg. Uh, so that was awful. That was a well, but wait, I would agree with you, but he hurt his back. So even the slightest bit of pressure you'd have to tap, even yeah. though we know Adam it wasn't Cole the isn't even the Cole slightest bit of pressure. <laughs> I somehow want Cole to beat you up. I know he's a nice guy, but I want somehow for him to have to beat you up. Like and I hope that in as he walks on his way to beat me up, he sees a tanning salon <laughs> in a gym. But, you know. He's terrible. Get the fuck off my TV. Anyways, uh, speaking of terrible, uh, Paige was not great. Mike, who do you um, who do you hate more, Jeff Jarrett in his peak or Adam Cole in his peak? Oh man, I think it might be Adam Cole because I got uh, to just leave when Jarrett was getting pushed. I I will probably end up quitting this podcast at some point, and it, Cole will be one of the main reasons. Well, why. listen, no, no, Mike, Mike will get to disappear and vanish from this podcast when he realizes he hates himself more than any of them. No, no, I. <laughs> we I, will I, call I, that I dark day a Panama sunrise. <laughs> I, I, I have, I have weight and somewhat of a, a tan at times. Uh, I don't hate myself as much as Adam Cole. I mean, that's crazy if you think you have anything over here, Adam here, Cole. Here's the thing, Scott. First of all, Mike, 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 no. insane. Mike's Scott, more of a, and Mike, that's Scott, not a you tan. You have weight Mike. and what? You know that weight is going to kill you, right? Mike, that's not, a, that's not a tan. That's jaundice. <laughs> yeah. Mike, Scott, yeah, Mike, that's chocolate. <laughs> and it's Scott, only around like your I mouth. I belong in a writer's room more than he looks like he belongs in a wrestling ring. <laughs> the difference is Mike's a believable headliner. <laughs> and I just told Scott what a writer's room is. Anyways, um, so <laughs> oh man, you come up with any new bits while uh, you know uh, skinning the cows. Anyways, um, so hey, he's got him. him. <laughs> Thank you for contributing to society with all these sweet, sweet shows you write for, Mike. Yep, Scott. The, 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 Scott, We're really doing great for anybody. All the club said no. <laughs> Good job making sociopaths famous. <laughs> and getting health insurance for it. I'll also explain what that is to you. Anyway. No, uh, I know, right? Poor people, they suck. I'm glad you admitted it finally. <laughs> great. You're not a Democrat. All right, let's continue. I was one. I wasn't happy. I know, anyway. until you started making money. All right, continue. <laughs> yeah, you're, living, you're living three hours in the future, and it's bleak. Anyway. <laughs> By the way, this is Dan's birthday present. Means <laughs> Yeah, just turn him into a real Freddy versus Jason Dracula. Versus you are what? You're the New York Yankees, Mike. You are what you hate. <laughs> Um, What's baseball? Anyway, uh, no. Right. So Paige, Paige was bad on commentary. I thought he didn't really add anything. I agree, man. He didn't know what the fuck to say. Yeah, it was really bad. I mean, I, 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 I liked his win. I liked him beating Omega. I liked his Brian matches. It's this year. There's just nothing has really worked 
And um, and then you didn't like that punk segment. Think, what's that? You didn't like the punk segment, the segment with him and Punk in the ring where he said, "I woke up, I didn't want to be a good guy." I said, "Are you the champ?" Oh, oh I like no, that I a lot. That, yeah. But Paige didn't contribute anything to it. It was just it was that just sweet middle finger promo because I think they're afraid of having Paige do a back and forth with Punk because they'll get swallowed up. That's interesting. They have it's not, possible. but. But have you noticed they haven't verbally sparred yet? And we've well, got- I, I, Yeah, no, I know. And it'll happen, but I'm definitely going to be, you know, tight thinking something might go wrong for Hangman. But I do think he's awesome. And I think his matches have been the best title defenses. And that's like a huge compliment. Oh, yeah. Yes, yeah, the, yeah, builds, the builds to almost too. everything, obviously, aside from the Omega match, um, there really hasn't even been builds. And that's oh, unfortunate. I, I haven't seen a better match at 7 p.m. Yeah. Because he... Yeah, he deserves moments, not just great matches. He deserves great moments. And I don't think he's had any really great moments yet, other than like when he got to ride a horse before a match or something, you know, which I love, but not a lot of moments. You know, the problem is the the champ, like even even Reigns part-time is still going to feel like the focus of that company in a way that Paige never has. But but, uh, the last thing is uh, the MJF shit. Yeah, I loved it. Legendary Jewish wrestler. (laughs) Barry Horowitz, him calling Sean Dean a jobber with oh fucking chef's kiss. That whole thing and the the logic in MJF feuds, I wish the whole company had. There's so much thought. Like one of my favorite things was when Jericho said the thing of like, wait, why would I talk about it? oh he's paying me a lot of money? Okay. Like I love that little extra thought that was put in there. And then one of my favorite lines that JR has ever said in all of his years of commentary. When Mark Sterling gets the power bomb, he goes, I don't trust anyone who's got five colors of hair. <laughs> it was so funny. Um, but the Dude, whole when thing. He said, I mean, when he says Johnny Hungy, he sounds like the baby dinosaur in Dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> no, that baby could move its face more. But um, Oh, my oh, goodness. Oh, ah, man. Jesus. Man, we know what killed a dinosaur is the and- burns of Mike Lawrence. <laughs> but, but, MJ, but MJF, like, I don't know, man. Why isn't anyone else even half as good as this guy on the mic? Like, this show would be so much better if you had at least two people that could talk as good as him, and nobody can. I mean, I, I don't uh, think Michael guys that Chandler, talented man. want to be wrestlers. I mean, really. When, why would a guy that talented want to be a wrestler? It's kind of well, odd. That, so. Scott brings up a good point. Mike, I would say Michael Chandler had one of the best babyface promos of the year. That was unbelievable. You see this best. Oh, yeah, but I'm saying in, 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 in the TV show that we watch every week, yeah, no, no one can touch this guy. And it's just – it's so fucking – like, what's amazing is he makes Long Island feel special – he makes uh, Wardlow look like a threat. And the whole thing that's like, this is now, what, the fourth or fifth time an MJF match that isn't the main event feels like the main event? Like, would you guys all agree MJF versus Wardlow feels more important? No, than punk, punk Hangman feels I, like I, I think during Punk Hangman, you're going to realize uh, how important it is. But, yeah, I, I think MJF, Wardlow feels better. Dude, I also think that the Owen Hart tournament is feeling important. And I think, like, that means at the very least we're getting three big moments at Double or Nothing. I think the winner of that tournament, I think that's going to be a cool moment. Well, it's going to be Adam Cole, baby. And Wardlow, man, what's his music going to be? He's going to get music once he signs with AEW. Is it going to be, uh, 
war pigs or something war what is it no i think I, honestly in, in all seriousness <laughs> i think he's the first one that they go out and get jim johnston and have him write something i, I oh think, my god that would be here's amazing. what we're gonna get ward low rider let's get to hour two we have a segment hyping up ring of <laughs> the whole crowd going ba 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 well, hour two, we have a Ring of Honor segment between Samoa Joe, Jay Lethal. I mean, it was it was it was there. Yeah, uh, it was Jungle, hour two. Yeah, I mean, I, it feels like this weird Twilight Zone episode where like Samoa Joe's stuck in an episode of Ring of Honor and can't get out. Um, yeah, it's the show inside of the show. It's, yeah, it's, it's like help, like, help. It's itchy and scratchy. <laughs> yeah, it's really. You know weird. what's amazing though is that somehow Tony Khan's Ring of Honor feels like the most wwe thing he's produced <laughs> that's because it's just like he, he should he should have somebody else doing it yeah uh there's a ton of talented people you have over there no it's gonna be great when it's on sci-fi uh all right then we have a jericho, they do have a zombie we have uh we have a jericho appreciation segment complete with uh the run-in from proud and powerful eddie kingston and the blackpool combat club a serena deep sheeta segment as the feud that will never die uh, I thought an excellent match between Jamie Hayter versus Tony Storm. Uh, there was a, a segment uh, advertising the TNT title match, which I believe is this Friday, or yeah. is it next Wednesday? I think it's, it's this, this Friday, Friday afternoon yeah. at 5.30 that's, that's as right, kids are getting home from school. Yeah, Kazarian, Scorpio Sky with a heel Sammy. I thought Sammy was really fun. And then, oh uh, man, I thought I thought Sammy. He's so bad at talking, right? It's unfortunate because I well, think I think he's a good. He, I mean, I think it's fine for what he's doing now, but maybe I'm like the soft. He sounds like a kid in a play. You, you know who saves those segments though is Ty Conti's facial expressions. <laughs> well, I think they're going to give him another run with the title for sure as a heel. But Jeff Hardy versus Darby Allen in uh, I guess a hardcore match, last last minute hardcore match according to the package in hour one that was like look man even in my in my humble opinion even if you're not like a huge jeff hardy fan and I'm, I'm not a huge jeff hardy fan i i am a darby allen fan that was if you're if you were a huge jeff hardy if jeff hardy and darby allen are your guys you could not ask for a better fucking what 15 minute tv match i mean i thought it should have been on a pay-per-view that was my my, my uh, criticism of it i understand if it's not your style it is obviously a very different match then you're gonna see you know if it was like kenny omega and hangman page or something but um yeah man there there's i mean darby almost fucking killed himself and i think the thing that i'm most excited for is they're they're advertising next week at dynamite a talking segment between jericho and regal so that, that that'll be a blast flooding guts dude yeah i can't hey, wait i thought the jericho segment was genuinely funny uh, dude, the, you, so I heard he copywrote the wizard this week, and then he's like, I'm a wizard. And he's totally fucking around. Like, there's no way he believes in that. And I think that's so committed and funny and stupid. Uh, You're right. He prefers Grand has Dragon. Not worked at all. <laughs> <laughs> I loved I love the wizard thing, Scott. I thought dude, that was, not only did this. My, the, my wife started laughing. She's like, what the yeah, it's so funny. The, the faction yeah. was genuinely funny this night. And what I loved about it is not only do you get the Kingston thing, which needs to end and will end now, hopefully, but you get Mox and you know you get you you get the uh, Blackpool Combat Club involved, so you don't have to go through that after this. You know, it's the same feud. It's uh, 
it feels rushed and it feels good. It, I, I loved this segment for some reason. What sixth guy are they going to get? I think it's going to be five on five. I think Yuta might be in uh, in Japan at the He's time. He's so memorable. He could just be gone from the show and no one needs to address it. No, I like that. They're like this cool. And also it's like, let the men fight in blood and guts. You need to go train elsewhere. You know, that's fun. Yeah. yeah it's I like Spider-Man. You know how Iron Man was like, kid, you got to do shit in New York. You can't be. Going to fucking Don't you Russia fucking with compare Wheeler Yuta to Spider Man, you piece of yeah, shit. brother. You know he's just like him. I mean, I thought I, I mean, I, that got me excited. Is that where they're going, according to the melts? Or we, we don't need to go well, into the universe. Right? I mean, he's he's going. I mean, to I, I hope you're right. I, yeah, that's yeah. the first I've heard of the blood and guts, but that makes total sense. Oh, blood and guts. Oh yeah, and and, we'll, and Regal's gonna say it like he said, War Games in NXT. Yeah. Like, ah, five right. on five. I don't know what's if it's gonna be a double or nothing, or the week before, or the week it, after. It'll in be LA. a double or nothing. They, no, they no, need Scott, they, they need another gotta, match for that. You, show. you gotta have Tony Khan announce it. I want to see his. Oh. It's blood and guts. Oh, he's, he's describing what's falling out of his nose. <laughs> it's blood and guts. It's blood and guts. Uh, Scott, what did you think of that second hour? Uh, I I really did enjoy it. I mean, Ricky Starks and Jungle Boy. Dude, you're exhausted after a great first hour. It was a very good match. It didn't get what it could have got. I understand that too. Uh, I actually did like the end with Swerve and Keith Lee. I thought it was cool. I do think it makes sense. Get that tag match out of the way, and then please get FTR back involved in the tag championships because they will not feel important until FTR is involved, uh, so long as the Bucks are obviously going to be fighting the Hardys, you know, and they'll cost Jeff the match next week and whatnot. Well, but, luckily, uh, they built up one of them by having him job to a, a, a girl. So. <laughs> like, a, like, like a seven-year-old girl. Oh, wait, which one? Which one? Harwood. What happened to him? Oh, oh, Cole. Adam Cole, oh I was so confused about what was happening. Yeah, speaking of girls, holy shit, the Tony Storm Jamie Hayter match was unbelievable. Right. It, that, that was one of the best uh, women's matches I've seen in AEW. Uh, it, it ruled hard. Both of them are great. And then, yeah, the know, it was Hardy so good, thing. Scott. Like, I thought in the beginning of the match, I'm like, oh, Tony's not really over here yet. And then by the end, I'm like, oh, she's over. Okay. She got over during this match. Dude, I think either her or Ruby wins the whole thing. I'd actually like to see her win it. I would too. Yeah, but and and then the main event, um, you know, you obviously want to see Darby advance because I don't think any of us like are truly rooting for Jeff Hardy in any way other than like God bless him and we wish him well. But we never enjoy the Hardys on TV. Mostly, we're always concerned they're gonna botch or fuck up. Uh, this wasn't that. I thought this was really really good, and I I liked that Jeff won. Because it was with a roll-up. Darby's leg did get caught in a ladder, which I thought was kind of cool. Um, but Darby lost to a roll-up. And remember he lost to, like, a headlock? Remember he got in a headlock and they, like, flipped him and pinned him or some shit? Uh, MJF beat him with a... Right? Yeah, yeah. And so it's, it's these simple moves that are beating him. And I hope, like, Sting is like, see, you can't just be jumping around, motherfucker. L let's do some headlock yeah. shit. Like, let's... And, and then you finally get that storyline from him. And that's how he starts getting victories. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, I, I thought this was I, just like an I, awesome, awesome they show. Told, I, I mean, the, the story they told in this match was to get Darby over, even though Jeff Hardy won. For sure, for sure. And and I mean, look, they always get Darby over. No, Darby always gets himself over. And I, right, I think we yeah. do need to respect that, too. I don't think Jeff Hardy got Darby over. I think Darby got himself over. And it was really cool having Jeff there because he is really important to, like, the visual of a ladder match or these extreme uh -huh. types of things. It, it felt cool. It felt important.
Hey, I totally fudged that up. I got, I got a, it's actually, it was the Thunder Rosa Serena yeah, Deep segment. I yeah, we were going to get letters otherwise, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> but there was, there was an awesome, um, I mean, they're putting Dustin with Thunder, which is, which is really fucking smart. Uh, Robert, what do you think of the second hour? I really liked the first hour. I thought it was really solid and entertaining. Uh, the second hour was, like, the Jungle Boy Ricky Starks thing was so confusing because Jim Ross and Taz were having this weird back and forth where they were, like, clearly arguing about something that happened in the back, like, for real. And it just bled out on the commentary. And Taz was already hot because the his audio was too loud, which is a legitimate thing that will piss him off, which made it so much more fun for me that Taz was thrown the entire segment. He did um, seem irritated. I was a little confused about what was going oh, on. No, that's, that's vintage uh, SmackDown re-recording of commentary uh, for tape SmackDown Taz. And that's the best version of Taz. Um, the match was fine. I don't understand... That the, the FTW title is a made-up fake title that they keep not honoring, but they still let him do it. And yet Jungle Boy has a real title and is concerned about winning a fake title. Like, that's kind of weird. Uh, the Jericho appreciation thing was was fine. It built up well. It was cool when Moxley and Danielson and all of them came out there. But this was – Eddie Kingston had his face lit on fire. He came out with all that goofy, like, makeup on his face that he was horribly burned. And you're thinking you're going to get this epic brawl. They punch for like 20 seconds, and then the bad guys just slowly walk away. And then there's an invisible ring of lava that stops the good guys from chasing after them. Like, they should have had security running out. This should have been mass chaos instead of, you know, you almost killed me, but all right, we'll see you next week. Uh, the D. Broza thing was fantastic because neither woman spoke live in front of a crowd, and that's a huge step forward. Jamie Hayter, Tony Storm was awesome. I liked that in the first Owen Hart match. It was a sharpshooter. In the second Owen Hart match, it was a botched pile driver where someone almost had their neck broken. So we're continuing a, a really nice tradition of honoring his career. Uh, the, the Scorpio Sky thing in the back, it's cool they built Scorpio and Frankie. It sucks that it's happening on the 530 Rampage. The Rampage last week drew the lowest rating ever for Rampage, obviously, because it's in the middle of the afternoon. Uh, this match probably deserved a, a slot on Dynamite and not there. And then the main event was... Hardy and Darby killing each other. Uh, it was great that Matt Hardy didn't wrestle and wasn't involved in it. That jump off of the ladder onto the through the chairs or whatever looked absolutely fucking Jesus brutal. Christ. Uh, Demented. Demented. Which also not to not to be a total dick, but probably not something to do during the Owen Hart tournament. Like just not a great visual. Didn't love that piece of it. It was a cool move. I like that Jeff Hardy won with the with the roll up. Uh, to tell the story that you you laid out there, Scott. Um, but it was overall solid. I think the problem was, you know, not the problem. It's not a bad problem to have. The show definitely peaked during that MJF segment, and hour two was overall pretty solid, and there wasn't anything really, uh, you know, terrible or Lamberty. Um, Mike, what do you think of the second hour? Yeah, you know, I mean, you know, a lot of the same shit happens every week on this show. You get a Ricky Starks match at, at nine. You get your nine thirty women's match this time. Uh, you know, uh, you get your Darby main event where they put uh, <laughs> a thirty minute match. Uh, fast forward it <laughs> and, and have it done in ten minutes. You know, same shit every week. We're all gonna die. Um, but uh, I, you know, there were things that I liked. I I don't think that Darby should have lost. And if he was going to lose, they should have uh, emphasized that 
Jeff Hardy is the only person in the whole tournament that has wrestled Owen. They should have made some kind of personal connection there, some kind of like. Well, they can't. Why. So they can't say that yet because they haven't announced who the Joker is. Oh man! So it could be. Well, it's clearly going to be Cesaro, right? Or, or it could be it could be Coco Beware, Owen's former tag partner. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's what this I'm show. Still, needs I'm still hoping. I'm still hoping for Smith. So. Yeah, but no, I, 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 you know, yeah, there was there was stuff here that I liked, um, but yeah, nothing close to the heat of of the the MJF Wardlow segment. Um, but then uh, I feel like it is a, it is amazing that the women have two titles and their own Owen tournament, and they still only wrestle once a show. <laughs> like it's it's kind of impressive how much they're able to do without actually getting to do much at all well My, I mean, michael, I was... michael they have dark elevation where there's 17 <laughs> women's matches i mean guys like they're, they're yeah but on the same tense too it's like they only have a, a few women you know who can compete with the wwe female roster i mean i hate comparing it but it's just there's no you have tony who's on that level you have Britt, who's i mean in ring i don't think she's on that level but as a character she's She's for sure on that level. You have Thunder Rose as a character is on that level, but there's just not a lot of, I mean, I, Scott, do you, do you, besides the girls that I'm mentioning, is there anyone else that like you would say would be like, Oh, that would be an easy fit. There, into, there like, are, a no, I mean, that's, that, that's why, that's why they don't have many matches or segments. Yeah. People are like, why they should give them more time. It's like they're dude. Most of them are very bad at wrestling. And so no, Scott, I mean, that's, that's not just why. unfortunately the... the situation. The, the network also mandates it and which, you know, doesn't help, but it's also, they still want to look like the company itself still wants to look progressive. <laughs> oh, well you have to have women. And the thing is, is they do have some great women, but you can't have five ladies wrestle each other every week. And you there do were... have to get others comfortable uh, on screen and whatnot. And you, you really Mike, don't know I, if someone I, sucks until they suck, you know? They're, they're, Mike, they're I mean, like, I'll give you – okay, Mike. There, let me just up. say this. The statistical fact, there are more matches on Dynamite Weekly between men wearing face paint than there are between women. Well, yeah, but, I mean, those men wearing face paint are good at wrestling. It's, <laughs> you're trying to have a good wrestling hey. show, not like a – who gets let's share time show what the fuck is even yeah. that Mike, yeah mike i got sense. a question how like, many women's you... matches are in ufc fights like if they don't figure it out that way that's so it's just weird to even analyze it that way mike like, do you think that there's like an AEW, for instance could put on two women's matches of the same caliber as like becky bianca charlotte ronda at mania are there it would have already. It hasn't happened. It never happened. No, but I'm just no, I'm just saying as far as like star power, work rate, character wise, you know. I don't I don't think that they're able to without giving them the time. And I think that the problem is, you know, the same problem with a lot of the women is the same problem with a lot of the men, where they just put someone on TV. And that's true. That's you, true for sure. And they expect you to just be into them. I mean, you know, you look at like a lot of like, let, let's look at this, right? Like, you look at a lot of the um, – but what I'm trying to say is they shouldn't even do it if they're not going to do it well. Like, so you look at the Owen Hart tournament, right? And a lot of the qualifiers in the women's division are women that don't even really ever wrestle on television. 
you know, like they sure, just, but I do think the brackets are good in the women's tournament. I, I don't only because I don't even know who some of these people are, mm-hmm. you know, I, and I even think, you know, like the, the, the men's, you know, the men's just has a, a larger roster, but even some of those, like when I'm just looking at the tournament bracket, like, like if like Ishii, Ishii went up against Cole, right. And if Ishii won, he would just still be in AEW every week, right? He'd be on Dynamite every week in in in, in the tournament, um, independent of New Japan coming soon to have a pay per view. <laughs> um, well, that's our Dynamite review, guys. I think Universal Dynamites instead oh, of. Oh Dynamite. wait, wait, wait! But I do want to point out. Mike, do you know what next week's Dynamite main event is? Oh, yes. It's Take a Shitta versus Adam Shit the Better page. <laughs> Wait, he's good, though. Have you seen him? He's crisp. He's very good. and, and he's, Who's, yeah, who's fighting he's Adam Cole next hey, week? He's another guy they just put on TV with just no context. <laughs> what, what, who are they, who's, who, who's facing Take Adam Cole? No, who? who Taka? Yeah, Taka, Takashita. Takashita, yeah. Taka, okay. Uh, what I've seen, I've only seen him in eight. Why did it taste like he was like writing that down? Like he's got a notebook. He looks of- oh, okay. <laughs> well, I mean, like, well, Abushi could be joining very soon. If- hey, let let's do this now. Who do you guys think the uh, the Joker is? Because I know we haven't even discussed it. Oh, at it's, all, Cesaro. But we'll it's Cesaro. It's so Cesaro. So I thought I thought it was going to be Cesaro until that Ring of Honor promo segment when they're like, "It's not lethal. It's not Sanjay. It's not the big guy." Which makes me think this is how they bring back Miro. Hmm. Oh, that could I think be it good. should be Miro. I, I think I, Miro. Does Joe, he have to win it? Doesn't he have to win it? Why not? What else? Unless they win? what they go thirty minutes. Him and Joe go 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 to the time limit and then a triple threat next round or some oh, shit. No, no, Miro, Miro, jobs to Cole, and you guys all tell me why that makes sense. <laughs> Boom. I'm excited. I, 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 I think Miro is one of the best characters that they've ever had in the company. Miro's. Like that last version of him. I, I would rather see what he continues to do than see what Cesaro will try to do in the company. I mean, obviously you want both, but I, I, I really hope it's Miro. And is, will Dakota Kai be available for the female Jokers? Ooh, I believe sure. she will be. Be. She could be, but if not, I mean, Ember Moon is still out there, and she's more than capable to to take that spot. Is she debuted yet? No, no, no. no. I, I, yeah, I would, I would call it her as well. I think. All right. Well, uh, let's get to our high spots and low spots of the week. Um, well, before, I'll... hold on. Before we get to high spots and low spots, uh, Dan Scott, I'm going to need you to put your cameras on for this because I worked this out with Zach in advance to figure out how to do it. Here we go. I have a, I have a birthday surprise for one mr dan saint germain daniel i'm i'm hoping this is going to work i suck at uh, technology if you will give me just a moment we have a special birthday message oh my god sunny's butthole (laughs) oh apparently uh, the host has disabled participant screen sharing so i'll need the host to allow me to screen share here I know this is great audio. Um, this is fantastic uh, audio. No, we'll edit this, right? We can edit this. No, fuck it. It stays in. This is how we only learn. keep the dogs barking. Unless yes. we can have the oh, dogs that's barking. That's the one thing I will say while, while putting this up. I posted on the Facebook uh, thread a Dan St. Germain appreciation thread 
uh, where people have been posting some some nice notes on there. Just two is, comments so far. <laughs> it's 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 two comments. It's mainly just your wife saying, "Please stop this." Um, it's very yeah. Very someone sweet. posted that song. Uh, Wish you would step back from that ledge. <laughs> 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 All right, so how do, how do I do this, Robert? I don't know how Zoom works. I just, I click the share screen. It says host disable participant screen sharing. Okay. So do we, do we want to just do high spot, low spot while I figure this out? Sure. Oh, of course. Yeah. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm not that kind of nerd, guys. Oh, That's... I forgot Zach wasn't here right now. Yeah, I'm not a practical <laughs> help people nerd. I'm a... Yes. Well, yeah. Let's uh, well, let's let's get to high spot, low spot. I'll uh, I'm looking forward to whatever this birthday message is. But my high spot this week, uh, I'm looking forward to reading Brian Goertz's book. I think this is the first time a WWE writer has like or any wrestling writer has written a book. Right? Is this the first time? Yes, the first. Uh, it's the first. Or just well, like I don't know. Brian... Hold on. Did Vince Russo write a book? I'm sure he uh, wrote like twelve books. I well, he wrote like, written books. Oh, it's like no actual he wrote shit that, on He wrote the one about finding Christ that was like Bischoff. Crazy. Bischoff wrote a book. Yeah. All right. Well. Yeah, but Bischoff I mean, doesn't doesn't really count. His, his book called, was. Uh, it was called Controversy Creates Cash, which is something <laughs> the book did not do. <laughs> yeah. Very uh, yucky. Very Trumpy. Well, I'm already not excited about my high spot just after bringing up Vince Russo, guys. No, uh, Brian's Brian's book will be good. This? It will be good. Robert, I I I allowed it. Oh yeah, he allowed it. All right. (laughs) You shall pass. I'm a Zoom ref. I'll allow. I'm an AEW ref. I allow everything. All right. Where is it? Hold on. Stand by. Sharing on an audio podcast. So far, this is like the end of the fucking. Is it on? Who the hell is that guy? Hi Dan, this is Scotty Meltzer, and I hope you're having a five flaming bowling pin birthday. We call them torches. Shut the fuck up, dude. Oh my god. My goodness. Holy no shit. way, brother. This is like fucking. People are about to find back. out. What's Guys, this is, but my I mean, goodness, we gotta get just, this on the Facebook group. This will right? be up on the Facebook group. For those of you because this is an audio podcast, Scotty Meltzer, who is the official mascot of our Patreon. Whenever we review shows, it is not. Uh, five uh, stars. It is five flaming Scotty Melcher flaming bowling pins because he is a magician juggler. Uh, and for Dan's birthday, he lit five bowling pins on fire oh, and juggled them my for God. Dan's birthday. This is the greatest gift I've ever gotten. Holy shit. Was that for oh, Cameo? No, that was not for Cameo. That was I reached out to Scotty directly <laughs> and told him we do the show we Wait, use you as our barometer for <laughs> what is a good or bad pay-per-view and he's like absolutely i'm excited to do it so oh my awesome. god dude we gotta have scotty on just to ask like what was gro- what growing up with dave was like I, I i just love that like for dan's gift we finally got a meltzer to respond to the podcast <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, finally. It's like uh, when a genie <laughs> fulfills a wish in the worst way possible. Uh, <laughs> no, that's great. Thank you, guys. What an amazing gift. I, I don't even have a low spot. I'm in such a good mood. But the low spots I wrote before this were, um, this is a fun low spot. I just I just kind of implore every host on the podcast to check this out. Uh, but on NXT last night, there was, a, there was a phone call conversation between Santos Escobar and... And Tony D'Angelo, 
and it's just like a 90s porn scene you know it is it's so funny um it's so like i mean it makes it makes the jericho rampage kingston call look look real legit and then and then my for real low spot would just be like everything that's going on with the sunny thing it just feels like this is just like Come on, man. I mean, I... She's kind of toast, right? It's like she's going to go away. You got to just put her... At this point, it's like put her in jail, man. She keeps violating these DWIs. You know, she's putting people in danger. I mean... She made Bill DeMott the baby face? Yeah, she she found a way to, like... She clearly has no compunction or remorse for anything she's done (laughs) by, like, how she's responding to people. Um... Yeah, man. Here comes the sunny honk, 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 honk. <laughs> you know, like it's pretty. I mean, it is like, I mean, I mean, she I, can come I, back know, as like, an Uso sister. Somebody <laughs> oh, needs no. to tell her they're not oh, doing no. another. They're, they're, somebody needs to tell her they're not doing another season of Dark Side because this is just. I mean, this is this is getting this is getting dark, man. She is the next season of Dark Side. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's. I mean, no, it's that getting, sucks, man. Like, no, you, you 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 killed someone. Fuck off. Well, yeah. and it's also just so unfortunate, man. I mean, like, whatever became of her life. I mean, dude, life is tough, you know? Yeah, And sure. uh But damn. Yeah, just really unfortunate. And and unfortunately, she's got to go away. I love, I love, like, there's, like, conversation online of, like, should she be taken out of the Hall of Fame? I'm like, well, who gives a shit, too? She should be in jail. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I don't think, I don't think you take someone out of a hall of fame for a thing like that you know it's she's obviously like super broken and damaged yeah, you have three people left in the hall of fame yeah, yeah and again she didn't like intentionally like yes yeah, she she was drunk and so you are responsible for this but, i mean like, she didn't go out to murder something like this is not a benoit you know it's 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 just terribly tragic all around and now she's got to fucking pay problem you know? is she didn't know uh former hall of famer james dudley who was the mcmahon's limo driver if she had met him he could have got her home safely wait didn't he die in the car with diana though <laughs> <laughs> i mean she's really i mean she's i will say this is pretty impressive i i still think ryback's more unlikable than her <laughs> And 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 by the way, all of those bowling pins were lit by rubbing them against her twat. <laughs> uh, maybe maybe in '96, man. I don't think much is going on down there. <laughs> maybe we can get Dolph. Dolph just started following me on Instagram. I can ask, I guess. Um, but yeah, I, it's uh, it's you know, hopefully, fucking, I don't know, man. She gets help, I guess, in prison. Uh, not just gets help, clearly gets help in prison, but. Um, yeah, those are my uh, those are my high spot, low spot. Scott, what's your high spot, low spot this week? So my high spot and my low spot is the same thing, and I'll just try to explain it. Dan, did you hear about what's going on with Kota Ibushi? Yes, it's uh, it's very it's very uh, kind of bizarre. Yeah, so is, is he's having like kind of like a like almost like a a Charlie Sheen moment over you, there. You know, no, no one had I I haven't heard anyone say that, but I did think that for a second. Like, is he going through something and he's venting, or is this real grievances? If it's real grievances, it's pretty crazy. So, Coda was hurt last year, and they made him come back early apparently, and he didn't want to. Um, and then he got hurt during the tournament, and that really pissed him off because he knew he was going to get hurt because he was fucking hurt. Uh, so then he was gone for a while. Then they try to bring him back again. And now they want him to come back early again. And he doesn't want to something like that. Um, 
And so he is publicly shit talking these specific people in the company saying like, you know, that they have done very devious things that they're very, you know, they owe a lot of people money. It goes deeper than even that. It's absolutely disgusting. Like he's being vague, but it seems very serious. And a lot of people are saying that, uh, that it could, it could just mess up a lot of things. One, apparently like in Japanese culture, you do not shit talk a company, you know, uh, on the internet like that. I mean, do they have Yakuza? So, so they're saying he's anymore? pretty much just going to be fired and not just fired, but other Japanese companies might not ever work with him because he did do that. I mean, he's too talented and someone's going to pick him up, but that is an issue. And then AEW, it's like, oh yeah, you'd want him to go AEW. One, he doesn't want to leave Japan, but it's like he'd go to AEW, but AEW has this relationship with New Japan now. So if Kota has an issue with New Japan, is New Japan going to be mad if Kota has a relationship? It's like, all of that sucks. Uh, so that's my low spot. But my high spot is, if it's all true, I like that Kota Ibushi's calling it out. Hell yeah, call it out. And whatever happens, happens. If guys get fired, if shit hits the fan, if New Japan has to change management completely, whatever, so be it. Uh, because if it's true... Are they still connected you know, to the Yakuza at all? We'll find out if Kota Ibushi vanishes. <laughs> yeah. Well, so that's, it's funny you say that because a lot of people are translating or trying to translate Kota's tweets, and it, it's not always working out. But he did just tweet recently uh, the, the word Yakuza. And so everybody was trying to translate, oh, my God, is he bringing up that they uh, have association with it? But apparently he was talking about doing a voice in a video game or something. So well, you better, a, you, you better shut a, the fuck up a, about that. There is a Yakuza <laughs> game series. and There also, is. Okay. Robert, um, being put on 5.30 p.m. Rampages counts as vanishing. <laughs> and that's it. That's, the, that's that shit for me, yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, I mean, hopefully he doesn't say anything to the Yakuza. Um, but, uh, um, all right. Well, uh, Robert, what's your high spot, low spot this week? Uh, my, my low spot this week was just, it was more amusing than anything else was Tony Khan, uh, our, our favorite, uh, smartest booker of all time, uh, referred to hangman page as having the best championship reign of anybody in AEW. <laughs> Dude, I know. Uh, look, I get supporting your company, but even Vince had his limits. <laughs> like he wasn't yeah. saying like the Miz was the best champion ever. Like, you're to say something like this, like you're just trying to like poke people and get them upset. I get it, but you just kind of sound like an idiot. I get Scott's point that he made of like Hangman had a great match with Danielson. He had a great match with Omega. The the Archer match was was solid, but this has been a disastrous title run because it's devalued their I title. Would go disastrous. I would say it's no. I would say disastrous in the sense that Hangman had all of this momentum. That him riding the horse into the arena, like, this, like wow, this is really going to be it. And it just hasn't happened. He has not been the focal point of the show since winning the title. And he's maybe the sixth or seventh most important guy that they have. And I, you know, we said before, that Wardlow-MJF feud is at least more compelling or interesting right now in the build than the, the Punk-Page feud. And if the Page feud turns around and becomes better, it will be because of CM Punk and not because of Hangman Page talking you into the building. This just feels kind of tone deaf. I, I, I will say, I think that there's like, you know, it does feel like Brett's first run as champion. Like, I think when he drops this title, which he probably will to Punk, either if it's double or nothing or another time, um, it's like there is some fan support for him. Like, 
But there is now like the smart marks, like AEW is starting to develop their own smart marks who are like, hey, Tony, fuck this run up. Um, I, 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 I want to see this guy with the title again. Maybe I'm in a minority there, but it, it oh wait, yeah, I, I, I agree with that. Can we also acknowledge that during the CM Punk match, uh, Jr. was advertising the Double or Nothing match, and this happened like four or five times, and he kept saying it was going to be in Chicago, and like, what's going to happen in Chicago? When I heard that too. I kept thinking, it's like, am I Vegas, missing something? Man. He said it like four times. Oh, awful. Man, they should just bring him in for one match on the card. And, and, and somehow he still wasn't the worst commentator during that match. <laughs> uh, my high spot this week was, uh, once again, Maxwell Jacob Friedman. Uh, MJF was on the, the wrestling uh, thing for Barstool with Brandon Walker. Uh, I sent this to you guys. It's like 30 minutes long. It is one of the best work shoot promos that you're going to see. The way that he plays himself in character but can talk normal – and it's it's one continuous cut. He's so brilliant at being able to to play what this character is and do it to the point where him drinking water becomes a heel move. And he's just such a natural at media. Uh, it's it's really worth your time to to sit and watch him do it because he's able to weave the Wardlow story and make sense of the Pinnacle booking at the same time just being an antagonist. Oh and yeah, a, they kind of just dropped that FTR thing, huh? The FTR are in this, and he's like, no, no, FTR, we're, we're Pinnacle, we're still a thing. We're still the strongest thing ever. It's like you know, Tully's off doing whatever Ring of Honor, but like FTR, great. Like, hey, look, I get it. They don't. They're friends with Wardlow. You can't like excuse people for having shitty friends. It's fine. They want to just, you know, keep their distance. But like Sean Spears is the best and, and whatever. And, you know, when, when I go to WWE, it's going to be awesome. And Roman Reigns and I are going to have great matches, um, which is just an absolute blast. Speaking that, of Tully, what, what, what happened with Tessa and, and uh, women's wrestling, right? Women. Wow. She, right. She, uh, she tested. <laughs> yeah, know, something like, happened, right? They got rid of her. I mean, already. it's just, it seems like every fucking time, like whether it's Impact or this, or she just like, it always ends with bad vibes. She's, the, she's really good at that. We brought her in MLW. We filmed a bunch of vignettes. And before it ever aired, before she wrestled, she talked herself out of the company. Uh, it is, there's something just in the genes. She is the female James Storm. Yeah, now I heard that about Tully. I hate I, I hate saying things like this publicly, but I heard people. A lot of people don't like Tully. I heard he's a pain in the ass. People have hated Tully since 1989. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. No, Tully okay. was Tully was always like a piece of shit in wrestling. The thing is, he's okay. really good, and they assume like as an old man, maybe he's and so she. She's amazing, but it's just she's very good too. But it's that just you know this this generational like chip just on their the shoulder. Just the two of us. <laughs> we yeah. can was, was Joe Blanchard like that? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Mike, high spot, low spot. Uh, high spot, making a Joe Blanchard reference in 2022. <laughs> um, no, uh, it's, my it's weird hearing spot, that name without Conrad being around. <laughs> my high spot, legit, was uh, seeing mm. Martha like smiling at certain moments and shit. Like, it really is like an incredible thing when you think of the the history of it, and you know uh, the fact that she's on a wrestling program. Um, you know, they're promoting the foundation and all of that. But like when it was, I think it was during the storm hater match, then they just cut to her and she just had this like genuine smile. And that, I don't know, man, that made me like feel good. Like, and there's not a lot of wrestling that often does that, but for 
somebody especially that was so maligned by so many fans for no reason at all other than bullshit internet rumors and everything uh to have her day of, of being celebrated and appreciated I, I think is a really cool thing i i wonder and i i just thought of this now because i i kept thinking oh it's so cool that she's you know this thing for owen and she's doing this publicly but this is also probably the first time ever she's been in an arena with a wrestling ring there you know what i mean and an entry like mm -hmm. th this is this is what it looks like like when her husband passed away and this is probably the first time she went to a wrestling i mean that's insane so this in, is like in over 20 this is years huge yeah. growth yeah this is, is like a massive growth, thing that's happening Scott, that's kind of my point of why you know i was maybe overly sensitive to it but i didn't love the darby dive onto jeff hardy because it's like you don't need to do this extreme outrageous stunt when you know that martha's there watching like mm, you could have done it another week it, it should feel like the new japan cup it should feel like it should it should feel like that but i think mike makes a really good point like both martha hart and melanie pillman were sort of ingrained in our minds of these really awful moments of wrestling that when they put melanie on as the grieving wife on raw after brian died and that was the last time people saw her and then martha was kind of you know like i think back to mark henry's hall of fame speech of like martha let owen come home it's like no fuck you dude like she wants nothing to do with the wwe she hates what that company did don't put it on her that she's the reason that you know we, we can't also, celebrate owen let's not compare melanie pillman to martha hart please <laughs> i'm not i just meant an aw gave them yeah. both a chance to have a yeah. redemptive yeah, like, melanie when, you could get way better shit for melanie way you better. can but at least when they had her on during that 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 yeah. segment with pillman jr it's like that's how i want them to be you know remembered it's nice that you get that moment as opposed to the the sad ending and when tony khan redeems sonny in a few years it's going to be awesome yeah because he Mar loves Mar vehicles Mar martha used her money to raise her kids but anyway um uh <laughs> my down my, my 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 uh low spot this week and maybe i'm alone here but it was the eddie kingston phone call about him talking about his wife oh uh, buddy you need to see the nxt phone call there <laughs> okay but here's the here's okay here's the thing i believe eddie kingston I don't feel like he lies to me. And I feel like everything he says, there's this- Does he not have a wife or no? Does he have a wife or not have a wife? No, he does not have he a doesn't. wife. He doesn't have a wife, no. He doesn't what? have a wife. No. Oh, this Bobby... is Sergeant Slaughter all over again. This is real weird. Yeah, yeah stolen valor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the fact, the fact that like, I, you know, we know his mom, Ruthie, as a character, even if we haven't seen her, like there's an authenticity to that guy. That Wait, Mike, 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 what if? Let me just let there me just, is no Ruthie. <laughs> Mike, oh, I'm God. sorry, but what if? What was the immaculate conception? What if, God, what if he's God. never been in a real fight, guys? Yeah, God. It's, <laughs> it's Jesus and Dude, then I mean, part of me thinks it's like God, what if what if he actually shit, had yeah. two great dads? <laughs> <laughs> like you can work like here's the thing is like there's ample if you're like a real ass kicker in wrestling. Like I just saw like a po a picture Riddle posted, and it was him and and his jujitsu uh, jujitsu dojo, and Killer Cross is right there. He's like training, so it's like like it, it's like they exist for sure. But uh, you know, I don't think it's a lot of them. <laughs> I, I just I, okay. All I'm saying is that like eddie kingston's whole thing is i'm above the carny bullshit i'm a real guy in the sea of phony people 
So to lie about having a wife for 20 years, and look, he is a carny like all the carnies. But to find it out, I don't know, man. It, it, I've already not loved this angle. I thought it's just gone on too long. I do think great match though the pay per view. I, I think, yeah. I mean, and that that show needs something like that. It needs a spectacle. So and I, I and you know what I did like about it, and I do agree. I don't. If you don't have a wife, don't bring up a wife. It just there's no reason to do that. But I did like a phone call. I think they should do yeah. that more. Where a guys, I, I loved how it looked. I love Jericho's face as you're listening to a phone call. Uh, do that more. That, that's, that was right. a lot and my, of fun. And my assumption was it would have been a FaceTime, but you can't do that on Cricket Wireless. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Robert, uh, what do you got to promote this week? What are, uh, you, you can follow me on Twitter at WWCreative underscore ISH. Uh, on the $10 tier, something to sports entertainment with broke down the post-WrestleMania Backlash Raw, which was a really good show. We'll be doing uh, you know another one this week. And uh, for the Patreon this past week, Dan and I went over – uh, WrestleMania backlash and talked about sort of where the company trajectory is going forward. And we were already kind of right about a lot of things going into hell in a cell. So it was a really fun time. Go check that out. And yeah, if you haven't posted great. on the, uh, sorry, if you haven't posted on the Dan birthday thread, uh, get on that. We'll leave it up all weekend. If a bunch wow. of great matches fell into an arena and no one was there to see it, WWE backlash. Scott, well, thank you guys so much for the Scotty Meltzer uh flaming torches i I gotta check that i can't wait to check it out Yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna post that everywhere robert i'm gonna post that after the show this this show will drop friday morning i'll post it friday afternoon so people have listened to the show and then they can go to the website and go see uh go see the magic yeah somebody put that shit on reddit too like reddit needs to comment on that yeah everybody needs to see this This, thanks to scotty Meltzer. that's awesome that he did that yeah thanks scotty such a really nice guy and super enthusiastic about it it was great so that's all the where all the normal went. <laughs> I guess just life and limb for that. It, it's crazy to be that good at um, balancing bowling pins and also still have social cues. You know, like uh, <laughs> good for Scotty. Um, I want to uh, promote my Instagram, putting like four or five reels up every week, just new bits or old bits that I'm fucking dusting off. Um, hopefully, I have some actual things to announce but i will be at the comedy grotto this saturday night uh in uh, pittsfield massachusetts i'll be doing uh spots for uh the rest of the month in new york i'm gonna be uh you know i think like next weekend i mean after this week i'll be at the comic strip weekend after that i'm at brooklyn comedy club in gotham so i'm just bouncing around um enjoying doing a little stand-up again scott yeah, man. Since I since it's your birthday, I'll, I'll tell you this: the last few weeks since you've been back doing comedy, um, I've run into a lot of people who have mentioned that they they've seen you, and they've all said, "Holy shit, he, it, it is so unbelievably funny." I heard about so, uh, actually someone who went to the Malcolm Biven show. Uh, Brian Mann messaged me after, and he's like, "Dan was fucking great." Uh, yeah, man. And I hate a lot of clips online, and 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 your clips are are, are so funny. And, well, thank uh, you, buddy. I'm that's happy you're very, back out there, man. A lot, a, a lot very of people nice have told me thing that. To say. Yeah. I did have a great time at that Malcolm Bivens show. I, I didn't even get to talk about this. Bivens was awesome, man. He, um, I mean, he did straight like it was just him talking about WWE. It, it went kind of viral on like wrestling Twitter. Yeah, it was a line that he has. Uh, sorry, guys, but I need to control my narrative. Was so fucking <laughs> yes. funny, dude. He killed it, dude. A lot of people. Oh, and you know who also killed it? Um, who I got to meet for the first time. Really nice guy is Nathan Orton, Randy Orton's uh, younger brother. He was awesome. 
I mean, uh, Kath Barbado, she did a spot. She did great. It was Dan's uh, gonna start a faction. You realize this is start about to happen. Who right? was there as far as uh, <laughs> Sam Roberts? There were some WWE people there. Sam Roberts was there. Um, Drake, Drake Maverick, Maverick was, was there. there. Yeah. So very nice guy. He um, kept threatening to guy. leave the show. What? <laughs> I said Drake Maverick kept threatening to leave the show. <laughs> <laughs> he was he a really nice guy, dude. Really super, super nice. Most people like I feel like the older like our Everybody our parents' age in wrestling is like an old pirate. It would kill us. But, like, people who are, like, around our age or within the 10-year window, up or down, they're all really nice guys for the most part. Yeah, Rockstar Spud is also what someone offers you at a comedy show. <laughs> Rock, Rockstar Spud is uh, the state's evidence against Marilyn Manson. hey <laughs> uh, That's enough. Come on here, Jesus Christ. Uh, Mike, what do you got to plug? um no man not much just yeah uh happy birthday dude uh fucking we've known each other 15 years now i know we've, we've almost known each other more longer than we haven't known each other at this you've point. almost yeah, known each other longer than eddie and benoit <laughs> we've known each other almost as long as eddie kingston's been married <laughs> um, and your hey. friendship's as real as their marriage <laughs> true we have as many good memories we have as many good memories um we definitely yeah um but uh no thank you guys this was a very special special birthday because you know you get older you don't want to like tell people it's your birthday but uh because then it's like you know weird but like i used uh, to cry as a kid on my birthday but that's for another time you know yeah <laughs> Wait, what? Wait, what? <laughs> I used to cry at the like even at seven, like the idea of aging and dying, it it, it would destroy uh, me. I would cry. Uh, yeah, Jesus. a lot. Yeah, yeah, I could. Yeah, it's not like it. The older you get, it's not great. You know, I gotta say, it's not like uh, it's not like an awesome feeling. Scott, you know? here's what. Here's my advice: if you wanna feel okay about life, uh, just hang with people that are older. And less healthy than you, <laughs> you'll be great. All right, I'll try it out. You're sure. surrounded by death right now. Yeah. Um, as I say this, I'm going to be doing a show in the Berkshires where, like, you know, the median age there is 60 fucking four. So, um, all right. Well, thank you. Have, you you have to outlive me so you can hire Adam Cole to do a cameo at my funeral. I mean, it's a real race to the bottom to see who dies first between me and Mike. Um, <laughs> Boom! Real, could go. It could go. It could really go either way. It's a twenty twenty three is going to be a big year. Pick them. I guess it's going to be. I guess Robert will probably live the longest out of everybody on this pod. Yeah, me. me yeah, and there's Dan nothing. Really... Yeah, I'm. The, I have the low stress job as a, a corporate attorney, as opposed to you guys with the high stress job of. Comedian. I don't know, but you survived WWE. Yeah. I survived WWE, the NHL, and and law school. So my heart has got about uh, I got six months left on this thing. Me and Dan really are the Rosie and Jamal of this podcast. <laughs> oh my god, we we have oh, a three year warning. Uh, yeah, but, but but both Rosie, but we're both. Rosie. Yes. Um, all right, folks. I think he outlived uh, Umaga. He, he did. I I mean I don't know their whole ages. It's uh, it's still bizarre to me that Roman is that handsome with every, how fat everybody else is around those fat asses i'm starting to sound like scott steiner but uh, um uh listen to everybody wash your hands uh, yeah yeah see oh, hey wash your hands yeah all right have a good one guys